Welcome to AdvisorTech Unplugged, the monthly podcast brought to you by MoneyInfo, the client portal and mobile app supplier for financial advisors and wealth managers. This podcast is designed to help address the challenges of the 21st century advisor. Each month, we invite a special guest to talk to us about current topics affecting their area of expertise in the advisor tech space. If you have any suggestions for future episodes or general feedback, get in touch with us by email at support at moneyinfo.com or tweet us at moneyinfotech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Advisor Tech Unplugged podcast. My name is Tess Lee. I am Managing Director of Money Info. And today I'm really chuffed to be joined by uh, two friends of mine. I have Chris Davis, who is founder of Model Office. Hi, Chris. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, Tess. Good wave. Um, And I'm also joined by Andy Kirby, who is founder of Money Alive. Hi, Andy. How are you? I'm very well. I'll give a double wave then. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Um, So I think just to kick us off, we'll just um, each just tell a little bit about what we do um, so we can introduce anybody listening that hasn't heard about us before. And then we'll get into the the detail of today's podcast, which is really a precursor to our advisor uh, tech live event that's coming up in uh, November, which I'll talk about shortly. But first of all, Chris, you kick us off. Give us a little intro to you and to Model Office. Okay, thanks, Tess. Um, great to be here. Um, so my uh, business is uh, I'm founder of Model Office. Model Office is a uh, what's not what's termed uh, is as a reg tech, and what we do effectively, all we're interested is in, is in three things: governance, risk, and compliance. And effectively, what we allow financial advisors, uh, planners, wealth managers to do is self audit, benchmark themselves against all the rules and regs. Uh, in one place. Um, So our biggest competitor in the marketplace are Excel spreadsheets. (laughs) Um, And what we effectively do is build uh, real-time heat map dashboards uh, around uh, the the FCA handbook um, about, and not just about the consumer duty, about everything, what what they need to comply against. And then our algorithms, which are AI-driven, then basically pull out um, the dashboards across where firms believe they are against where they actually are. So what we're effectively doing when we talk about the consumer duty is in in particular, is we are automating the diagnostic phase uh, where firms need to find out what they've already got and what they need to do. And we're also automating the gap analysis and gap um, um, effect, uh, sorry, um, audit stage where they basically then need to look at the the what and the how. Um, The key part for us is it's all about the data. Mm. So effectively, uh, we're data led. The FCA, so they say, are data led. Absolutely. Uh, and Absolutely. that basically, yeah, the new mantra that we talk about a model office, if, you know, if you haven't got the data, it didn't happen. And if you've got the data, it better have happened. Perfect. And we're going to dig into that a little bit more um, shortly. But first of all, let's just get Andy to do a quick intro about um, you and Money Alive, please, Andy. Tell us all about that. Yeah, yeah thanks, Tess. So, yeah, so I'm Andy Kirby. I'm a co-founder and CEO of Money Live, and actually also uh, a principal of a wealth management firm as well. So, um, you know, I do actually have uh, an advisor. Well, I did have an advisor license up until uh, February of this year. I think that's really important. Uh, Chris and I, you and I have spoken before in the past. What we've tried to do is take the background that we've been in so we understand what happens within the advisor market, and that should produce key which is actually usable. So we were established in 2018. And my vision at the time was to change the way that financial professionals engage and educate their clients. 
Um, and effectively, what we create with Money Live is a platform that empowers firms to engage their customers, their prospects with interactive video experiences on financial services topics. So what we built is our technology platform, which enables them to actually engage with their clients more effectively. What was really interesting um, a couple of months back, I was uh, building a slide presentation and I, and I looked back at something that I created probably about four or five years ago when we we're actually looking at pulling the business together. And there was a slide there that said better information, better decisions, better outcomes. And I think that really wraps up what we're doing in conjunction with what the FCA now is saying with the consumer duties. So we exist to help firms engage and educate their clients uh, and members if they're in pension schemes. But it all comes from a fundamental point, does somebody truly understand? And going back to the part that you were talking about, Chris, what's really important to us is that evidencing. So so not only can we actually help engage clients more effectively, but what we also do is provide the individual evidence report, what somebody's done, and build up that audit trail as well. And that can be at an individual client level. It can then go up to the advisor level, and it can then actually go up to firm level as well. So when you look at what's coming out of, obviously, the various uh, regulations at the moment, consumer duty being one. The other one that I would flag up is the AR regime as well, around consistent control as well and oversight. We provide that evidence report as well. So, yeah, hopefully that's uh, given you a good overview of what Fantastic we do. Fantastic, it has. And again, I'll, we'll touch on some of that in a little bit more detail as we go through. Um, for those of you that have not heard about Money Info before, I'll just give you a quick intro about what we're all about. Um, we're a, a client portal, uh, an app technology, and we are about delivering game changing and uh, client engagement for wealth, ma wealth managers and financial advisors. We work with um, around 180 forward thinking, ambition, ambitious firms, a lot of chartered financial planners as well. Um, to really help them um, deliver their service digitally, to build that client loyalty, to improve efficiency and profitability, and also to give them that compliance confidence in terms of having that audit of the actions and the activities that they've done with their clients as well, which is obviously really important for consumer duty as well. And we'll come on to that a little bit more as we go. And I think from both of you, just to kind of kick us off and Actually, before I start that, I should say that we are running a Advisor Tech Live 8 event later this month. So on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of November. So get registered if you haven't already done so. There will be a link uh, below the podcast um, on whatever platform you're listening to us on today. So uh, get yourself registered for that because we'll be joined by uh, Chris and Andy to demonstrate how our different technologies can really support your firms in meeting your consumer duty obligations across all of those uh, good outcomes that the FCA want you to be achieving so I'd encourage you to click the link and sign up if you haven't already done so but just coming on to what both of you uh, have, have kind of talked about briefly there it's all about really in terms of consumer duty not the ability just to act to deliver great outcomes but it's that evidence that's really important isn't it and um, I know Chris you talked about starting with that kind of gap analysis to understand where firms believe they sit now to where they actually are and giving them a real data-led approach to that talk about some of the different sources of, of data that you you're using there to really give them that initial I guess starting point as to where they need to then um, start to to be taking some action Sure. OK, thanks. Um, so the key, the, the, key, the key part, the missing piece of the jigsaw that we're seeing in the marketplace, lots of noise about the consumer duty, which is great. You know, obviously, it's a big piece of uh, regulatory um, directive that's 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 coming through. And there's a very limited time, really, yeah. if you think about it, to, to, to get it done. Um, so from that side 
with it. What what you know where, where we've come out from this. And by the way, you know we're not as I say we're not just about the consumer duty about all the rules and regs. But our philosophy has always been involving um, behavioural science, if you like, behind what we do in the in the GRC governance risk compliance space. And the reason why that's important is because one. Uh, I used to be an IFA, a bit like Andy, and um, I was an IFA for 10 years and a wealth manager for five. And uh, compliance was always viewed as the, the business prevention unit, you know, yeah. and uh, an absolute nightmare to deal with and, and so forth. Um, so what we want to do is make compliance more gamified. Um, so from that side of it, what we want to do is effectively get um, t- compliance teams and the business and the CEOs and so forth really engaged in their journey um, around building this data um, and audit trail across all the rules and regulations. When it comes to the uh, consumer duty, with the FCA being data-led, um, firms really need to get um, into and understand where their data is, first and foremost. So yeah. they'll be using different technologies. They may have a tech stack. Um, um, if they haven't got a tech stack, they probably will be using a practice management solution, uh, back office um, at the very least. Um or they may be using, if they're smaller, they may be using some, you know, a cash flow analysis system that has some form of back office and so forth. Now, the key issue with that is good news, you've got some data, right? Mm. So you've got some client data, um, but it's understanding, breaking the consumer duty down into its, into its constituent parts, for example, across the four outcomes. So what is the data that you're going to need to showcase to the regulator and your compliance team and your compliance consultants or whatever? that you are compliant and you're meeting those good outcomes because the the dynamic shift here is really about firms needing to get their head around that the the old way of doing it which is the principles based framework and you know looking mapping out the rules to your business is kind of like still there but it's there's been lots of you know additional stuff around now measuring monitoring improving that your clients are getting good outcomes all the time Mm. that's a massive dynamic shift how are you going to do that so you've got to get the data first and foremost so the data if you like talking about what you said the data points in for example the products and services you've got to get all the kyc the aml the suitability uh data the product governance the research and diligence what you're doing across the distribution chain so all those market participants in that distribution chain platforms mm. fund managers product um, manufacturers that all needs to happen you need to also ensure that you've got your head around product governance rules product prod because if you're not going to comply with that the fca have said you're never going to comply with the consumer duty yeah that's another thing that you need to get your head around and when you're talking about things like price and value if you're looking at the cross-cutting rules which a lot of people again are missing about what that means and what it really is all about the cross-cutting rules are really good tools for firms to use about you know ensuring that they've got the duty of care in place and they've got the foreseeable harm stuff sorted because if they're surveying their clients on a regular basis you know doing value surveys about so what we used to do at towery is do value surveys so we used to send our annual value reports or survey reports to our clients about tell us you tell us you know, these are the services that you're getting. You tell us what is the value that's bringing to you. Mm. Tell us. We're not going to tell you. You tell us. It's interesting because that- that's that's key for us as well in terms of, you know, and Andy will have some some comments on this as well, is that the, the client is very much more involved in the process now. 
um, directly involved in that process from a especially from a technology perspective right you're you're getting engagement through clients through you, your tech andy cert, certainly as are we yeah. and one of the best ways that we see for firms you know as you've just alluded to there chris to prove that their clients are valuing and how they're valuing the service that they're delivering and the products that they're delivering is to ask them for feedback right which is why we have integrated feedback net promoter school through money info through money info to to do that so that's really important i have to say i've never heard anyone use the phrase gamified compliance before that is something that's actually quite exciting the geek in me is like gamified compliance you never thought you put those two words together did you and uh, and you're right I used to work in advice as well and um, we used to think it was the business prevention unit certainly compliance so it's good to see that you know you know there's a positive message around this that we can get yeah I think the important thing on this test as well is uh, I was speaking at the PFS event uh, earlier in the week yeah around consumer duty with a couple of other people one of the things that i think is really important around is is to look at the consumer duty as an opportunity as well yeah um and i think you know it is a good we've got the time to kind of sit back reflect what we need to do to support consumer duty but actually then look at how we do things perhaps in our business and question why we do things and then look at doing things differently so i also think that you know if you look for example of what we do we really help and support with the consumer understanding element of it but mm. by doing that co- correctly you know you can get some great results and do things differently within your business uh, and when you talked about obviously the feedback and we we do that very in a similar basis with the um, clients who go through our platform and with their end clients, so the viewers. We have research now. I've done research stands about 12,000 viewers have actually gone through one of the Money Live experiences and given us feedback. And we're just looking at some stats here 98% of them value being given access to Money Live, and 92% have said it helped in their decision making process. So, mm. by helping support what you need to do for consumer understanding under the consumer duty, uh, by looking at things and doing things differently with technology, the flip side of that is that you can get really good results actually with your client and actually prevent present your brand really well but the other thing that i would say which goes back to knowing your system as well chris is the opportunity as well is to then use that as a, a way of being more efficient within your business and from your perspective is saving time with the advisor as well and again that's what we found with the advisors now i've seen your system chris we had an update a couple of weeks ago didn't we and mm-hmm. yeah you always amuse me when you talk about the excel culture and the word culture that still exists and i know that from running my own advice business see other networks you know and i just think the opportunity opportunity of what you're doing is to support what we need to do from a regulatory point of view but the flip side of that is it really does help save time as well mm. so, and again with what you're doing as well Tess so I think there's a lots of opportunity that can come out the other side of this as well. I think you're right and it's interesting you, you mentioned um, so one of the, th- the benefits I guess of what you're doing is and Chris mentioned behavior behaviors mm-hmm. and behavioral bias and behavioral science is important in this to make sure yeah. that you know consumers aren't being I guess, uh, made to make decisions on their own kind of biases or on certain certain behaviours. And I guess what you're doing, Andy, with your content that you're delivering is it's kind of unbiased content, isn't it? Curated content for clients, giving them factual information outside of what the advice process is, is delivering. Would you say that's yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, what... Absolutely correct. I mean, one of the things when you look at the various, uh, you know, guidance and policy statements that the FCA have put out around consumer duties, one of the great things I think about these documents now, and, uh, you know, it started, uh, it looked in the DB trans 
transfer documents of a couple of years ago. It gives a lot of ideas for good practice, but it also points out a lot of bad practice as yeah. well. So if you actually go through those documents, you get a lot of useful information actually from there. And one of the things that it looks at when you talk about consumer understanding, it said um, firms should put themselves in their customer's shoes. Now, when I was speaking at the PFS event, as I say earlier, actually in the week, I said that's actually really quite hard to actually do as an advisor because we've got, and I include myself in this, I'll probably include you, Chris, as well. We've got all this knowledge that we've built up over many, many years, you know, the way that we actually explain things. Now, if you go to the other side and try and put yourself actually in the, the consumer shoes, is that, you know, it's very difficult to actually do that from an independent point of view because we've all got this inbuilt behavioral uh, bias to where that we've done things for so many years so mm. this is about in my point of view is trying to present things actually in a slightly different way but using in our case we use a lot of experts to feed in to bring that conversation back to neutral and then build up upon the conversation from there so it's very hard i think to put yourself at the other side when you're in our industry so you need to be testing and that's what we do we use different research groups we do tests we get lots of continual feedback and we amend as we're actually going along um, and when we started out in the business we, we i think i think it was called it was the abi that published um a document i think it was for pension freedoms if i recall and what they did they did some great research on how you know, terminology can be misinterpreted at the other side um and if, if i think it was the abi you produced i think it was ideas 42 it was called it's probably still actually out there but have a look at that because some of the terminology that we use is really misinterpreted at the other side by the consumer and that's mm. what we're trying to get over really so bring those conversations to un an unbiased impartial position brilliant and the other thing i wanted to pick on that's really important here is is obviously we've got this data-led approach now. Chris, you talked about all the data points that you're, I guess, bringing together to be able to provide that analysis, that gap analysis, that evidence uh, that firms need to, to start acting against, so heat maps on those dashboards that you do. I guess it kind of highlights the fact that data accuracy is really important here, right? And, that, and it's something that we've had problem with across the, the industry for quite a, a while is how firms can really make sure their data is accurate and up to date. It's obviously something Money Info helps with. We aggregate um, data from lots of different sources. Um, the best source that we can typically will take it directly from platforms and providers as well as the back offices and CRMs and portfolio management systems, all sorts of that. But how, do you find that is, is a key challenge that firms are experiencing right now, Chris, is how, how are they going to be able to evidence if their data isn't accurate? Yeah, so um, I think the key issue with this is that, I mean, you know, we've all heard the mantra rubbish in, rubbish out and all yeah. that type of stuff. But um, the, the, the problem that we've got is you've got a very fragmented industry um, where, you know, it's very silo to a certain mm. degree, particularly when it comes to technology, data and, you know, when it's particularly when it's around clients. So we've got a big push. We work with the FCA on a regular basis and we've got a big push with them at the moment regarding what we call or they call as well, data lakes. Mm. Um, and where we see the industry needing to go, it's a must, is that um, the industry move, needs to move away from like warehouses where individual firms just control their data and that's it, to actually sharing that data, uh, you know, synthetic data. So, it, you know, it's anonymized client data for G GDPR and also, also purposes, but, but that's perfectly plausible other industries do it. Why not financial services? And that would then give us a pool of data that we can go in, for example, at model office, and we can streamline 
all sorts of regulatory reports. So RMAR can be streamed more effectively mm. and more efficiently. PII, uh, renewal applications, can be streamlined more effectively and efficiently. We're already kind of looking at that at the moment um, because we do a lot of work with PII underwriters um, and helping get better renewals for advisors. Uh, based on the data and the audit trail Andy was talking about. Um, so when it comes down to the data points, also you've got to you've got to be dealing and 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 using technology that's fit for purpose. You've got to basically have technology in there that walks its talk on streamlining that data. So we integrate with third parties like IntelliFlow Office and others. Um, and what we can do is go in and look at what data we can get. Still quite fettered. But we mm -hmm. can still go in and do that, as I know you guys do at Money Info and so forth. Exactly. And we yep. can then pull that data in and then pull it into a streamlined dashboard, heat map dashboard, which is exactly what we're already doing on data. So we do data quality health checks, yep. looking at how many duplicated clients that they've got, um, how many missing data fields that there are. Um, we do advice suitability health checks, which clients are underinsured, underinvested against their goals in the fact finding process. And that's important for the consumer duty because that's all about foreseeable harm, for yeah. example. The last thing I'll say is that for what, what advisors need to, and financial planners and wealth managers need to realize now, it's going back to Andy's point, is that they will are now empowered by the consumer duty. It's a massive positive in our view. It is. Um, because you've got, the if you look at the distribution chain and where the advisors sit and the planners sit, they're looking both ways, at the investor and clients and back at the platform's product manufacturers and, and investment managers and so forth. And they now have a duty to put lots of pressure on the um, product providers to ensure that any barriers are taken away. So it could be, you know, telephone time when you're stuck on a call, a service call where clients are trying to speak to or you're trying to speak to the service provider. It could be trying to get your lump sum out from your pension you know, crystallization benefits and so forth, mm. and it's just not happening and so forth. It could be getting more information and data, for exactly. example. Exactly. Access so to data is something yeah. that, you know, we can all empowers all that. And I think advisors need to kind of like welcome that and embrace that. And so often you find this, that, you know, regulation does drive innovation, doesn't it? And it drives, you know, it doesn't just drive better outcomes for consumers and clients. It drives better outcomes for the industry because you're right. Your point on getting better access to that information and data is so, so important. And, and I, you know, I think that platforms and providers could be doing more on that and be more open to sharing more information um, so that we can deliver a, a better experience for the ultimate end customer, the, the client. Just before we, we've got about, go on, Andy. Sorry, on. I was just going to say, when you look at what uh, the uh, the FCA said around consumer understanding as well, um, it's around the evidencing. Yeah. Um, and I think to me, it's also about the consistency. You know, I, I was chatting to somebody earlier on in the week about this. If, for example, you've got 10 clients that you're actually seeing this week and you're all happen to be talking about the, a drawdown review, I can guarantee you what you say to client one will be different to client two, three, four, five, et cetera. That's just human nature. Yeah. So how can you use technology more efficiently to make sure that you cover everything that you need to do? Uh, and then ultimately what you've got is then a better mind powered conversation actually with the client. And going back to your point, Chris, that you mentioned around the data, the evidencing and actually linking it into PI. We, we saw this problem going back two or three years ago around the DB work. Um, and you look at the work that the FCA did around DB, where a lot of firms actually have um, uh, 
fell down was what they didn't have the data that they needed to, when the FCA asked for the return. So when the FCA is saying, well, how many people have you actually spoken to about a DB transfer, for example? A lot of people didn't have that data. What they, The data they did have was happens to be the ones that had gone through, got advice and actually come out the other end. What they didn't have was the data, the number of people they actually engaged with, where they could have said, you know what, this isn't for you. And that data point and how we actually get that data collating into your business is really important as well. And again, it's only technology that can actually do that on, a, on an efficient basis. Absolutely. So look, we're kind of coming to the end of our, our time today. So um, before we finish, just um, from both of you and then from me as well, just give us a, a, a really brief soundbite about what people can expect when they join us for the Advisor Tech Live 8 event on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of November. Andy, you go first. Yeah, for me, it's, you'll be able to see how money life can give your clients a really great experience and ultimately make your business more efficient. Uh, but the the other side to that is ticking the boxes, obviously, that you need for consumer duty. But I'll also put in there to help and support the AR regime as well. But trying to make it fun as well. Brilliant. So everybody, we're looking forward to that, to Money Alive. And Chris, tell us about what people can expect from you and from Model Office. Okay, so we will um, showcase how RegTech and Governance Risk Compliance Tech will really help them streamline their, uh, their compliance um, activities and most importantly, produce meaningful heat map dashboards. Uh, we've got a chat bot as well that they can get engaged in and uh, all sorts uh, of, of information regarding where they currently are and where they need to be and also automate that audit program because we provide automated audit reports so that they can just basically get on with what they need to get on with and most importantly, build that audit trail so that they know they're complying and they can carry on uh, and serve their clients accordingly. Fantastic. And um, from a money info perspective, um, we're going to showcase how your portal and app is really key to helping you meet the requirements of consumer duty across those four outcomes that the FCA want to see. Um, it's the ability to capture really relevant information, deliver efficient processes, adapted for different client segments, dealing with vulnerable clients to really help you comply with the computer consumer, can't even say it, consumer duty. Um, so we believe that portals are really well placed to help you evidence those good outcomes. They deliver comprehensive client information, all your interactions uh, an audit trail of all your interactions and communications with the clients as well. So I'll be showcasing more of that at the Advisor Tech Live 8 event on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of November. So uh, wherever you're listening today, click the link and get yourself registered if you haven't already done so. So all that's left for me to say is thank you so much to Andy and to Chris for joining me today to give us a little sneak preview of what people can expect. Um, I don't know if you want to finish by just giving your contact details as well. Um, always worthwhile at the end of today's podcast. Andy, go on. How can people get in touch if they want to find out more? Yeah, if they want to find out more, just email me at info at moneyalive.co.uk. Brilliant. And Chris? Yeah, just e email us at info at model-office.co.uk and look out for our podcast as well. Ah, good. Good <laughs> shout out for another good podcast. And same, uh, go to moneyinfo.com forward slash book a demo if you want to find out about more uh, about Money Info in advance of those brilliant events that are coming up at the end of the month. Guys, thank you so much for joining me. I've enjoyed chatting to you as always and I look forward to catching up with you again towards the end of the month. Yeah, I look forward brilliant. to it. Thanks, Thanks, Cheers, guys. Nice to see you again. The Advisor Tech Unplugged podcast was brought to you by the team at MoneyInfo. For more information, please visit www.moneyinfo.com. Book a discovery call with us to learn how we can help you to deliver a better client experience with your own branded client portal and apps from Apple and Android.